I will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. That's all. two strikes spores kicks and fires he struck him out looking it's over it's over the rangers have won the world series ranger fans you're not dreaming the rangers are the world series champions where are we at in society today come after me i'm a man i'm 40. appreciate that question it's the miracle on ice it's Tiger in 05. It's history in the making. This is the Drake Toll Show. Qual SL Drake Toll Show. Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton runs the board. It's the only bilingual show at Eminem Broadcast. Hey, Tom Avas. I just, I was, I was driving down the road yesterday. I thought about it. Un poquito. I I love my windows. I love my windows. They just have like this brand new home effect. Where? Shut up. Where's your pain? Shut up. Where is your pain? You'll um, love our sausage. I think it's when Nash says salmon. That's my favorite. I, I got a text yesterday from good. Red Rankin. One of our buddies texted and said, did he just or, say is that three straight days? Yeah, I believe Red so. Red Rankin reference? Did okay. he just say salmon? Yeah, he did. 100%. Welcome to Central Texas, buddy. Then the next text was, who's Julio? Yeah. <laughs> Get ready to learn Robinson, buddy. It's a special language out there. It's salmon around these parts. Hey, half a looter's coming here saying salmon? Well, that's supposed to What is that City all about? City slickers. I, I believe that. You ever seen The Music Man? You ever seen The Music Man? Uh, once. Matthew Broderick has one. Kristen Chenoweth. And it's, it's uh, we got trouble right here in River City. I believe that could work in Waco. I am confident. That you know, Waco circa a hundred years ago, that a musical, a music little guru music guy could come in and be like, you know what, could could have pied pipered the entire place. You don't think that could happen right now? I you mean, don't think Walking in Waco did that? <laughs> could have. Baylor women's basketball won last night. I have heart like a truck. She's from Waco. I mean, you know, I do it when I put together that pied piped an entire nation. When I put together the playlist for the show today, I was thinking I'm going to do Waco-only artists. Found out Carrie Job, born in Waco. Who's that? Carrie Job, the Christian artist and singer. She's very oh damn, I can't believe I didn't know that one. Poetic, eh? <laughs> no swearing after we talk about the Christian artist and singer. That was not a very good. <laughs> She's up. like the prince of Christian music, or she he. really is. She really is. Um, and I was Jules Bledsoe. Uh, there That's a is. good one. There's, it's very modern, hip. Uh, oh, uh, did you know who's the guy? He's super conservative. Plays the guitar. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent, Ted yeah. Nugent used to be a contributor to the Waco Tribune yeah. Herald. Yeah, until he like still has a place around here. Until yeah, he 2009. Crawfordish. I don't. That's know where exactly I was thinking. Where, like but somewhere ranch. in the Waco area. Yeah. So you're telling me he'll play stuff in Waco all the time. You're telling me Chip and Joanna Gaines, Ted Nugent, George Bush all live yeah, in just baby. like a little radius yeah. over there. That's a pretty They're good like little, the Illuminati of Waco. That's a pretty good line. They know some things. 
Ted Nugent had some good music back and then. Every 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 comedian and actor and actress is moving to Austin. Yeah. This is the place to be. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, uh, Matthew McConaughey was here not too long ago getting milk bottle cookie and Milo. There's a, this is kind of the this is the place yeah, now, you know, you think a about lot of it. People there. <laughs> and uh, there's yeah, Joe Rogan. <laughs> you see uh, Chip well Steve Martin was born here. What are your thoughts on Chip and Joanna Gaines? Chip's listening, by the I way. I honestly I have I think they're great. I have no great. Rape. Somebody just turned the radio off. I know. I, I understand why some people don't like them. I just think it's really shallow and stupid why they don't. Like, look, <laughs> love Waco. Don't know that it was much to write home about before this kind of revitalization that either directly or indirectly came through Chip and right. Joanna Gaines. There was already... Like, I, I get it. Maybe you don't like Shiplap. Maybe you don't like the design, but... You don't like the property taxes going up. That's probably a good thing. Everyone talks about how much they love Austin. That's one of the most expensive cities in America to live in. Oh, no, yeah. Texas. For sure. For sure. The, well, like I, that's, this is a, these are good things, is what I'll say. There was already gasoline on the leaf pile. They were the spark. They and they just, actually, yes. They were the spark. And they do do a lot of good stuff in the community. They what? They do do. <laughs> a, a lot? lot of, a lot. <laughs> in the community. A lot. Marked and safe. Uh, the worst nice. thing they did was have a kid named Drake. Yeah, they did do that. Who's, like that. I think he's in college. Now. Yeah, I think he was the oldest one. Uh-huh. It's weird that we know this, but uh-huh. uh huh. No, I think they've done a lot of good. What do you, What do you think about them as a, as a transplant way, Cohen? Uh, fine. I've I've met them a couple times. Oh, fairly oh. normal. Sorry, fairly normal people. You're just going through H E B, and you're like, oh, hey, says that what's too. Up? They're, just, they're normal. They're very. They, here's what I like. They didn't move houses. They didn't upgrade. They didn't do anything stupid and crazy. They're just like, oh, you know, we're gonna have this business, and then whatever. And now they're in every Target in America. They're cardboard. Anchorage, Alaska. Chip and Joanna cardboard cutouts at Target. Dude, yeah, I told you when I when I said I was going to Baylor from when I was in Massachusetts. Oh, I bet all my friends' moms knew about it. I bet <laughs> all yeah. my friends' moms knew about it. Some of the the dads would be like, "Oh yeah, David Koresh," but all the moms were like, "Oh my god, Chip and Joanna, oh my god. Chip right. and Joe." Uh, so I, I I'm I'm pro Gaines family. Okay, pro Gaines. I'm glad that we got to that thesis here. They all turned off the radio like now. Were, yeah, we're uh, not appealing to the locals. I guess the Baylor women's basketball team beat number four Utah yesterday. Baylor was number twenty-one in the rankings, despite what you heard in the press box. I think Ford said seventeen. Um, they fell. Can you believe that they won a game and then fell? It's weird. It's and weird. Now, weird. Weird. One can only assume they're going to rise at this point after a win over Utah. That should be a drop, by the way. The the Snow White woman, woman, not girl. No idea what you're talking about. You remember that that new girl was playing Snow White, no, and she's like, "We're going to change the whole thing." That's it's right. not going to be stalkerish. That's right. I and she does this interview. It's the most annoying the thing they in the entire. The yes, you see that? Yes, yeah. it's just the most annoying thing in the entire world. She's like, "Yeah, he doesn't need a man because that's weird, weird." It's almost exactly like that. Did you have your medicine today? <laughs> yes, brother. <laughs> the context on that: they had cast a girl at Snow White who just hated men. And, and, and to be fair, to be fair to her, what what are we being fair to, to her? To be about? fair to her, it what? wasn't it wasn't just her. They were going to make this movie that was completely different. They were just gonna just suck on the Snow White IP and then make it a completely different story. She was the poster child of it and was the one out there with the microphones, but it wasn't just her, is what I'm saying. Oh well, it was mostly her. She came out. I mean, and she yes, said, she's the front center. executive producer and the like the brains yeah. behind the whole thing. This was just not a good idea. Well, they cut the movie. They cut the movie. Because she came out and she was like, Yes! I hate men. 
They're the worst. This is Snow White for the ladies. And then everybody's like, we're not watching this. Well, I'm just like, what is the story? When Disney caught it. Like, what is... Baylor women's basketball beat Utah last night. This is strong women, baby. This is a strong message. This is this is a strong message. The men beat University of Missouri, Kansas City. The best thing... Further proof most that... feminist thing... Kansas City is in Missouri. ...that you and I have ever done, mm-hmm. by the way. Last night, you and I... Last night. Yeah, we say stayed. It. We did. We, we went to the women's basketball game. We're there almost an hour early. <laughs> One of the first ones in the building. Stayed for everything, stayed for the post game, tweeted, live tweeted, and then men's game started. We left. Yep. We left. We didn't stay for the men's game. Which Men are trash. Started way too started way, way too, too late. Far too late. You can't do that. You can't. Aaron was here till midnight, probably. Yeah, yeah. Till midnight. I just don't understand why you I, no, it made no sense. By the Our way, also, do both, we're doing right? a really good job of being of putting the women the women are on ESPN now. The men and the women both are on ESPN. Yeah, baby. That's good. This women's team is back. They're very They're good. so bad. They're very good. Now, whether you do or you don't like Nikki Collins, like she's very she's much more new school. She's much less old school Waco. She doesn't connect with with Wacoans that well, it seems. And the big reason yeah. why is because Kim that did. Bad. No, it, it is. It is. You think so? 100%. I have conversations up and down the halls of this place and in town. People are like, I just don't like that new coach. And the reason why, the reason why it's is she's not Kim Mulkey. Griner thing or? Okay. It's because she's not Kim Mulkey. That's the problem. And, you know, and that's you, the problem she was always going to face. Because Kim was here for 20 years and was at George's bar having a big O, and you'd walk in, and there she was, and she, you know, hey, Harry, y'all. And, and Nikki Collin doesn't say y'all. So that people just don't, you know, it's, it's old Waco. And I, think, I loved I, interactions with Kim Mulkey, I understand. which I had a handful. Yeah. Good or bad, they were always fun. Right. <laughs> I enjoyed her yelling usually at you. Usually bad. Yeah, I was going to say, usually <laughs> that was bad. was always fun. Usually bad, but it was a charismatic yelling, Aaron. You know, it was, I don't know. She was opinionated. Of the times that I, yeah. Of the times that I interacted with Kim, there were, every, everyone had a story. Every sure, interaction yeah. was like, you know what, that's a good story I'm going to tell people. Uh, the men and the women both won last night. Caden Jenkins. <laughs> How about that? Baylor defensive Cryptic. back. Caden Jenkins. No context has tweeted out, respect my decision. No notes. The best defensive back on the team, by the way. No picture, no nothing. Just Just a tweet that says, respect my decision. My question is, how would I disrespect your decision? What would I do? Don't don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. Be respectful to his de- and and maybe even a better his follow-up. decision of tweeting respect my decision. Right, maybe a better follow-up is what is the decision I am supposed to respect? What is he asking? Yeah, at some me, point, at some point, you got to ask that. What is he asking me to respect? It is a very and look, I get it. The kid's what nineteen, but you and I have this conversation a lot. Of it's the bird app. Ninety percent of the bird app is look at me. This yes. tweet is a look at me. You and I got a text today that but, was look how many views this tweet has. <laughs> It's a look at yes. me. The whole game is. And so Caden Jenkins tweeting, respect look my decision. At, uh, and he's just, you how know. How many views? This? He knows that it's going to go, people are going to look at it and talk about it. And now we're talking about it. You but win, Caden I, I will say, this is for as tumultuous as this season has been for Baylor football. You haven't seen stuff like that. These guys, they, they do keep quiet. And I'm sure there's more tumult behind the scenes than we have heard about this season. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And for then, just with two games left, for this tweet to be out there, which for those of you who aren't on the Bird app or don't follow these kind of things, this terminology is exclusively used mm-hmm. for decommitting or going to the transfer portal. Yeah. 
exclusively. If you can search that exact phrasing right now and find something different, metameva. Shocking. Shocking. Metameva. Um, also, today's show, we'll go Big 12 is going to change its tiebreaker rules. That's crazy. The Which is affecting gonna, half the teams the in the league. The Big 12 is going to change its rules now. Washington State and Oregon State won in court. There's a chance they're Big 12 bound. Lorena coach Kevin Johnson joins us at 1 o'clock. They got a big game this week. Had a big win against Franklin a couple weeks ago. Won again last week in round one of the postseason. 120 college football playoff scenarios. You got to pick four teams right now. It's it's There's like seven or eight of them. Awesome. It's like the Big 12. And then at 140, we're going to play dead or alive. It's the anti-birthdays game. Yes. Dead or, who's yes. dead? Who's alive? Yes. Um, I want to put this out here. Before we get to the meat and potatoes of the show, before we get to the meat and the potatoes of the Drake Toll show, I went to the eye doctor today. No. I love my windows. And I wanted to be able to see them better. So I went to the eye doctor. I did get, I got an updated prescription. I got an updated prescription. And then I go to check out and I have insurance. I have like Health Shield or whatever, Blue Dot, Blue Happy Shield. for you. Yep. All, all of those things for sure. And I go, I, the lady's like, all right, pick out a pair of glasses. So I did. I thought they looked good. She measures them, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, so what's copay? She's like, well, your insurance is going to pay 120 bucks. And I was like, oh, sweet, dude. 120. So what? What about another 100 bucks going to pay you for these glasses? She goes, it'll be 325, sir. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. What? Do I get a sunglasses and a massage here? What, what, what's going on? $325. They saw you walking up, bud. They did. In my <laughs> China knew. Spring, they're like, oh, they this guy's knew. from China Spring. You must be affluent. Also, they watch Locked On Big 12. They know it's. One of the top college shows every He's week. He's got that big podcast money. I mean, yeah. And so I, yeah, I, walk, I stroll up in there, and they're like, "Yeah, three hundred twenty-five bucks." They know you sold for this week. What's for the NFL show? Shows. What's the? Do I get to see, like front row tickets to see Willie Nelson this Thursday? What? What's the? Three hundred twenty-five dollars. I um, but we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. It's adulthood. I am an adult. I now. I am tempted because I don't wear glasses. Okay. To bring Ward in here. And just discuss his gripes with how much the world of eyeglasses has changed over the years. Why? Why Ward? Because Ward wears glasses. Does he? Right? Does Ward wear yes. glasses? He wears glasses. That's yes. To me, I didn't know that. All day, every day. <laughs> I got to pay more attention to that. I'll and be, I'll be back in glasses. Old people, soon. people older than Ward, like to complain about how much ticket or prices have gone up, and old we talk to them about tickets. Do the Humpty Hump. Come on and do old people. How is it taking 15 minutes to get off the rails like this? Um, what are you talking about? I'm just totally saying, off the rails. I'm saying 325 bucks feels a little extreme for eyeglasses. That's a lot. What's the most you've ever paid for eyeglasses? 254-662-1660. I just don't see how that could be a thing. These just a little. You know how much it costs to make those? Probably like 15 bucks. And then she goes, "Do you want uh lays the, do you want the uh oh, what was it? Comfort eye. You want the comfort eye lenses." And I was like, "What the so I want the what? I'd like my eyes to be comfortable, yes. And she was like, well, if you're young, like you and I, which she was a young lady, so if you're young, like you and I, you can go in, you can take the glasses, and it, when you look at her computer and look up at Aaron, she said it's supposed to automatically adjust. They're comfort glasses. I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Aaron, have you ever had to wear glasses? I did for about a week, and then I, I destroyed them. Ditched and them. Never looked back. I used to. I just a lot of things blurry yeah i just i just kind of gave up on them i had to wear them in elementary school i had a lazy eye uh not really noticeable one but lazy nonetheless and at one point drake i had to wear glasses and an eye patch <laughs> as like a six seven year old oh, oh this i bet you didn't get best, made fun of it all this isn't even the best part 
This isn't even the best part. Because I know what you're thinking when you think eye patch. Think again, buddy. Oh. I could have been I was seven years old. I could have been a pirate. Would have been so cool. Yeah. But instead, they have more practical eye patches, a.k.a. skin color. That's like a giant Band-Aid. That's not good, man. Which just makes you look like you are missing an eye completely. That's not good. It's so, it's so bad. And, and, you know, I used to get picked on and get called three eyes by my dad. Not the kids at school. My father. And, yeah, just like they had to tell the teachers so I wouldn't do it early. At 10.30 in the morning, I would take off my eye patch for the rest of the day. Throw it in the little trash. But if they didn't tell the teachers, I'd take it off at 8.15. And then one day, I just stopped wearing them. So the Big 12 wants to change the rules in the middle of a season to to determine who's going to go to the Big 12 championship. Can you do that? Is that legal? Is this allowed? I think they've done it, brother. This is the Drake Toll Show. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. After Bruce Pearl, the Auburn coach, complained about not being able to secure film of Baylor before the game, was very much complaining about that Monday. In the moments after the game, I did go ahead and tweet that Bruce Pearl now has film of Baylor. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Restrictions apply. Stock limited. See dealer for details. Premium features and advanced technology. The 7 Passenger Buick Enclave offers an unbeatable driving experience. Room for the family with a whisper quiet drive. You must experience the Buick Enclave. Right now, save 5000 on a 2024 Buick Enclave at Richard Carr Buick. Plus, qualified buyers get 1.9% financing and no payments till 2024. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Holiday gift giving is now upon us at Morrison Gifts. We want to give holiday shoppers a break from the crowds. Starting now, enjoy special pricing on select items weekly through Christmas. Brands like John Hart, Consuela, Sweet Grace, and Times Candles. At Morrison's, you'll find home decor, gourmet items, bath and body, baby, and of course, Christmas decor. Let us build the perfect gift basket and remember free gift wrapping. Local delivery is available and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Need help cleaning your home? Call English Maids. They can help you clean up from summer or get you ready for the holiday guest. Their locally owned and operated team, led by Kay and Lauren English, is dedicated to providing professional, punctual, and quality cleaning services. Their maids have had extensive training and are nationally screened and bonded. When you choose English Maids, you're choosing trust and superior service. Call them today at 254-235-6373 or visit EnglishMaids.biz for a free estimate. You'll always receive quality service from people you can trust espn central texas is your home of the texas rangers Kristen clements a realtor with camille johnson real estate has been working in the real estate profession since 2013 Kristen specializes in the greater waco and surrounding areas born and raised in waco Kristen is a graduate of baylor university and she and her husband and three children currently reside in china spring if you're looking to relocate and need a hard-working agent to work on your behalf call Kristen clements today 717-3020 or check her out at camillejohnson.com 
Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Road trip. Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Every closed loan is entered for a chance to change their loan rate to 0%. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org. Member NCUA. Welcome back to the Drake Toll Show. Yeah, disappointing. We drink big O's till they close down the place. We talk about our lifelong ambition. That rhymes, right? I still recall that smile upon his face. Here's the best part. He took golf for the bright lights down in Austin. Said, bad, don't you know the rain no Yep. When he made a million bucks, he was a computer. What are you doing, Pat? I still go to George's and drink my beer. I drink my beer. And he's gone. Maybe gone. But I'm still here. So if you're, if you're following yeah, along, kind of the, the plot of this, like, you know what? My brother, Bright Lights, Big City, that guy's got it figured out. He made a million bucks. Me? I'm from Brooks and at Georges. I can I can live that life. But I'm happy about it. That's kind of his deals. I'm happy about it. Then he goes, like, second verse, he meets his girl, and then she, they never date or anything. They break up. Yeah. And then he just kind of goes along with his life. And then she's, she's gone. I'm still here. It doesn't rhyme a lot. No, which bugs me as someone of low intelligence. It really bugs me. Aaron had a great point as well. It has the luster and charm of being about Waco and George's. I get, yeah, I mean, I guess they mentioned Waco in there. But now, George's for sure. guess what, Cam? She's gone. Guess where I am? So really, in Is, essence. Are we, do we know that he's not talking about George's 2 and Hewitt? George's 2, where Kim Mulkey had her uh, celebration for the national championship. Yeah. The less popular George's. To me, it's so just the plot of the song of, eh, Am I a failure? Everybody else around me has gone and done something big with their life. But me? I'm drinking big O's. I'm just sitting here having a beer. 
Having the best chicken fried steak in Waco. Having a beer with, uh, not as good as Jake and Dorothy's, apparently. Allegedly, in Stephenville. Yeah. yeah. George's Bar, Josh Abbott. Josh Abbott? Nope. Pat Green. There you go. Oh, this is great, too. His grandpa dies. The very end of the song. Going to bigger and better. Oh, Aaron, can you believe it? It's the best part of the song. Because he's told us about his brother, his ex-girlfriend, and then now his grandpa dies, and he says, and he's gone, and he's gone. Yeah. We've made it almost to the whole song. Um, George's deserves a banger of a song. They, true. I, it's my favorite restaurant in Waco. Un, unapologetically. No free ads. Not to say that, you know, Hellberg's outside of Waco. So. Yes. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a deadly one-two combo in the Hellberg's best way. Hellberg's outside of uh, oh. Oh. Hellberg one of my lunch? first One of my first ever stories for Fox 44 was at Hellberg when they moved into that building. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was right. My freshman year of college, they moved over there. Yep. Been a while. Um, that is a song about Waco. Pat Green. Mm-hmm. The, the Big 12 is changing the rules. This Moving is, the goalposts, if you will. This is, um, you can't do this. You can't do this. It's odd. You and I are playing. It pay- was weird to begin with and weird that you, like, I don't think you can also just change it in the middle. You and Take I are. Take my ball, I'm going home. Playing basketball one-on-one at, uh, what's that place in Brooklyn? Where the Rucker Park, where I believe Rucker is what Park. you're talking about. Yeah. And then every point that I shoot is worth two. Every point you shoot is worth two. But then in the middle of the game, I decide, you know what? Every point that I make is worth three. How about that? Seems huh? fair. Seems fair. I'm just going to change the rules in the middle of the game. That's what the Big 12 is doing. Where, where the rule was written that if there is a tie amongst teams, which right now, Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State are all five and two. Here is, here is where we're getting into a funky situation. Let's say that Iowa State loses to Texas this week. Probably going to happen. Then at that point, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State are all tied. Three-way tie. They would go, the Big 12 would go by the highest winning percentage against common opponents. So you take all the cluster of common, all, all the cluster of common opponents and then take that win percentage and that's who gets out of the three. I know what you're saying to yourself. That's confusing. And the yeah, it's like the yes. first tiebreaker. It's... It is confusing. Really weird. It is confusing. Weird. And you would weird. say Oklahoma State has already beaten Kansas State. They've already beaten Oklahoma. So wouldn't they in a three-way tie just go to the Big 12 championship? That makes the most sense, right? They have wins over the other two teams. Yes. And those other two teams have not played each other. Yes. So it would just be Oklahoma State to go, right? Yes. So I think the, the, the mindset behind it is with not everyone playing everybody this year. That they thought that was a better way to go, but right, it's just patently unfair because then in that in that rule, Oklahoma would be over Oklahoma State, even though Oklahoma State beat them because Oklahoma State lost to UCF and OU beat UCF. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't make any sense. I mean, we're we're going back to the annals of 2008 Big Twelve South crap. Yeah. And it's just like middle of the season, end of the season. So the league has decided, hey, wait a second. This doesn't make a lot of sense. Shouldn't I mean, everybody looks around the room in the Big 12 offices and says, yeah, you know, Oklahoma State should go to the Big 12 championship. <laughs> They're like, guys, we didn't think about this part. And the way We didn't it- think about the head-to-head thing. We all missed it. It's a mulligan. Let's just get together now and say it's a real thing. The way it happened was Barry Trammell, who's a writer for Oklahoma, 
emailed the Big 12 conference and was like, hey, guys, can somebody just please try to explain to me these really vague, weird tiebreaker rules you have? He has correspondence with them over the weekend. And then somebody reaches out to Barry and like, hey, Bear, uh, you kind of started a conversation where everybody in the office realized this is bad. <laughs> so um, we're going to clarify it. They didn't say we're going to come out and change the rules. The Big 12 said, we're going to clarify our tiebreaker rules that would help separate Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Kansas State. But that's not the right word. They are changing the rules. Yes. From instead of your common win percentage opponent, whatever, now if you have a head-to-head win against those two teams. so, so in Clarifying effect, would be doubling down, which they didn't do. No. No, they're not, they're not unpacking anything for us here. Instead... They are taking the current situation and going, you know what? Here, and it's it's the fine balance between do you do the right thing? Oklahoma State deserves to go to the Big 12 championship. They have a win over both of these teams they're tied with. They deserve to go to the title game. Yes. That's obvious. That's the right thing. Or do you also do the right thing by not changing the rules that everyone's been playing by? Here's the question. Did the real trolley problem, real Sophie's choice here, do you do the obvious? And... Stick with what you already have written, or do you change the rules in the middle of the season to make things right? I mean, all the neutral fans, not of those teams involved, are on the same page, right? All the neutral fans do the Humpty Hump. Yes, and they're all like, well, the first rule just didn't make any sense. So, yeah, we're going to stick with the new rule, the Uh tiebreaker rule. Which, um, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want this to become a slippery slope. I don't want conferences, not just the Big 12, to just change their rules in the middle of the year, but also, like, this is fair to go with the head-to-head first off, and Oklahoma State should be there. So it is. It's it's weird. Weird. It's a good, weird. You keep going back to that word today. Weird. Um, like, how, how did this slip through the cracks, though? Like, I mean, right. all the planning and effort that goes into adding teams into the league and all the, the planning that we saw for a year of, oh, are they going to do divisions? Are they going to do pods? How are they going to protect the rivalries, which we just heard about a few weeks ago? How are they going to do this? How are they going to make the schedule? Like, none of that came up of like, okay, guys, first tiebreaker is head-to-head, right? Okay, yeah, everyone agrees, sign off. Yeah. That didn't didn't come up. It was like, well, which makes, again, makes sense to some degree of, well, not everyone's going to be playing everyone. So, obviously, the... The first thing should be a head-to-head. The second one should be again record against common opponents. Yeah, but instead, they—I think they just forgot about it, Drake. I think they were just like, "Oh yeah, we could get into a tie. We could do year. head-to-head." I, and it's like it's as if the set. Remember, we, we broke down last week. If you're an everyday or you listen to the show, we broke down last week that with this uh, with the tiebreaker rules they have, that you get to a point on rule six, you get to tiebreaker six. We just go by your team's rating. We just ask some website. Just some some random guy. Which which team's the best team? Oh, Magic Crystal Ball. Who should go to the Big 12 championship? And then oh, they, boy. they didn't ex- expect this it. to be an issue. Now we've gotten to the point where Oklahoma's upset. Kansas State's upset. Oklahoma State's like, hey, man, look. All is fair. All is fair, buddy. Look, I, I mean, Evan said we're the best. Let's, Evan said we're the best. Let's put it in this perspective. If the SEC came out tomorrow and was like, oh, you know, we should probably tweak this. There's no way. Like a serious conference wouldn't do this. 
What the Big 12 is doing, what the Big 12 is doing right now is making itself look very unserious. Yes. The same day where the Pac-12 has fallen apart, and you've already seen, can, will Michigan leave the Big 10? If you go to the ACC, you see that Florida State wants to go, and Clemson wants to leave, UNC wants to leave, NC State's in that boat as well. You go over to, I mean, talk Big 10 even more so, USC and UCLA trying to assimilate into their conference. And the SEC seems to be the one strong one bringing in Texas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. How does that change the dynamic? If you want to stay relevant in college football, it takes building big brands and bringing in big teams. Everyone else in the country is going to see this and go, oh, that's yeah. no. That's I, a, why would I ever want? And especially a week after the Big Ten was wrapped up in so much controversy yeah. for them trying to usurp the NCAA and say, hey, we don't, we don't care about your investigation. We are going to suspend the head coach from the best team in our conference for the rest of the regular season on yep. game days. And so the the mud is on the Big Ten's face, and then the Big 12 comes in and says, hey, guys, oh my. Hope, hope you're still listening to the Michigan stuff because we don't actually know if we want to send to the championship game. It makes me... Sorry. It, like, as a host of Locked On Big 12 and Baylor fans that are Big 12 fans, right, you, you root for the Big 12 to do well, it has gone from, hey, this could be the new conference at the forefront of athletics from a branding standpoint, Right. And from, the, a, and from a competition standpoint, for the most part, it's not going to be SEC and football, but like those two conferences are not tremendous in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, they're especially the Big Ten in football is very top heavy okay, branding. I'm not even talking okay, athletic. Fine. I'm okay, talking fine. Just okay, fine. Brett Yormark, Brett Yormark is the, yeah. the New York brand guy. businessman, the LA businessman. Rucker he is, Park. He's Rucker Park. That is Brett Yormark, and now it's become. A little embarrassed. Some of the things they've done have been a little embarrassing. Look at the schedule release. That was a complete disaster, a debacle. Almost nobody liked it. No, nobody did. Nobody liked it. Yeah. You're, you're canceling out rivalries, and I, I hate some people that were, oh, there were some Big 12 analysts that were, oh, well, this is good because this schedule, everybody can get introduced to one another. And everybody can play each other. Brother, it is not a preschool. It's not day one no. of kindergarten. This is a conference. You don't have to. There's a reason there's divisions elsewhere in college football. And I don't think divisions are the right way to go, but you can't do this and cancel rivalries. You look stupid if you're the Big 12 then. And now you look stupid again because you go, uh, hey, actually, um, I know we've all been playing by these rules all season and trying to get to this point, but can we change that really quick? And is it the right thing? Yes. But it should have been that from the very beginning. Correct. It should have been that from the very beginning. If... If it's too big an operation. Can you to just have put that. in the rules if three teams are tied and one team has wins against both the other teams, they advance? Why wasn't that a rule from the very beginning in this league? That's that what the feels funny part. Too obvious. That's I think the funniest part here is that we didn't even get to the doomsday scenario like the 2008 Big 12 South, where it was three teams tied and they had all beaten each other. Mm-hmm. Nobody had the two wins. Um, Right, this is less, we, we this is less complex yes, than that. Correct. I'm saying we haven't even hit that yet. And the Big 12 is like, oh boy, we we dropped the ball here. Yep. Again, we did not. We're stepping in. And it was a beat reporter who was he asking emailed questions. emailed the conference. I was like, hey, can somebody clarify this? Actually, no, we can't. We have because no idea. Because we what's actually going don't on. know. We don't. And you so, know what? Let me get back to you on that. The Big 12 is set to meet with conference members today to clarify their rules in the tiebreaker. Oklahoma is very upset. They're oh, very very it's like it's like Mac Rhodes going to be there. I'm sure they're all going to be there. He's going to be like, uh, what am I doing here? And, you know, Mac just got, like in the back. Yeah. Um, I don't think this applies to me. Oh, me and Cincinnati cool. are going to get out of here. It'll be a great Zoom call. So we yeah. got 13 ads here. Sadly, Jeremiah Donati <laughs> could not make it uh, under the weather due to some you know circumstances that are out of his control. 
Um, got yeah. pulled over. When you're clarifying your tiebreaker rules, hopefully. Now, for basketball, too. It's like, all right, so what about what, what does this do for basketball? Do we change it now before we get into Big 12 play? Can you do that? So, effectively, it's if you're getting muddy in basketball, if you're just digesting this for the first time, the Big 12 had a set of rules for a tiebreaker scenario in football. They've decided those rules were stupid, which they were, and they're trying with two weeks left in the season to say, oh, we're going to clarify these tiebreaker rules. And instead of just clarifying them, they're going to change them outright. They're, they're going to completely transform what they're doing. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to you. It's a real trolley well, I problem. Mean, a lot of things don't make sense to me, but I think this one's more understandable to it's not make sense. Either I don't even I don't know where you go from here. Do you fix the problem in the middle of the season and screw everybody over, or do you not fix the problem and screw one body over? Is this like the the baby in the bridge thing? Oh, you're finally there. It's the trolley problem. The trolley. That's it. I've said it three times. Yeah, I've just never heard it referred to as that because it's the tr- I'm there's not a very trolley bright. on the tracks, man. This is the whole. Th- you never heard trolley problem? Sophie's choice. I know Sophie's choice. Yep. Okay, good. Thank uh, you. Coming up, the Solomon one. Is he the one who cuts the baby in half? Yes. Do I know my Bible or what? Yeah, I've been going to church. Do I know the good book or what? I call it the great book, honestly. That's how good I think it is. Quite frankly. There's no book gooder than that one. 1240. Coming up, Washington State, Oregon State. They won in court. They have leverage worth $400-plus million that they can spend Ooh. on a shiny new conference and named... maybe give some to Arizona. The Big 12. This is the Drake Toll Show. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Wednesday from Brooklyn in the NIT season tip-off against Oregon State, 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off Wednesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. 
Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. <laughs> it sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to eecu.org slash high-yield today because it's a limited-time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's fall clearance sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury motor-powered national bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice cost. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Baylor, Scott & White, Hillcrest Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our physicians specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of all sports-related injuries. Located at the Tad and Sue Getterman Sports and Orthopedic Center on the Baylor, Scott & White, Hillcrest campus. This state-of-the-art facility includes advanced MRI imaging, outpatient orthopedic surgery center, and a sports therapy department with indoor and outdoor physical therapy spaces. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton, Baylor basketball with wins last night, the men's and the women's side. Today, the Big 12 set to change its own rules. Yeah, baby. The Texas Rangers are World Series champions. That's big if true. The Dallas Cowboys (laughs) have the easiest schedule in America. And I can't yeah, what trust is, them until I mean, they... we always build this up for like three weeks. They're going to play someone good. And then it's like another week or two of crap. Three weeks before they well, play Well, I mean, they do play again. Washington next week, which oh, I think is... Great. Uh, that's not bad, man. No, dude, don't. Not bad. It's not good. Washington could come I, in and beat them. I get that they beat... They could, they could I, come in and beat them. I get they beat your New England Patriots. 
Doesn't make him well, good. Well, everyone beats the Patriots. Doesn't make him good. They could they could come in and beat the Cowboys. I'm not gonna bet on it, but they could. Again, I think Mike McCarthy is a loss like that away from being truly in trouble. From being truly in a tough spot. Press box talked about how good he's been the last few weeks. Mike McCarthy? Yeah. Oh, do you agree with the press box? Um that's a good question. It's kind of a gray area for me. I don't technically disagree. I think they have looked better offensively the last few weeks. Yeah. But I just think overall, I just think big picture with Mike McCarthy. I just don't think he gets you where you where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. That's all. How about this? There was a, I think the same thing about Dak, who's, I think, having a really good year. There was a lawsuit between Oregon State and Washington State toward the Pac-12. Because right now, all the members of that conference have voting power when it comes to the future of the league. And since everybody but Oregon State and Washington State are gone, they shouldn't vote, right? It, it should be in the hands of those two teams. They're, yeah. They're what's left. They're the pack, yeah. too. They're what's left. They're the ones who should be if in control. If you believe in America and democracy, you'll um, agree with that. $400 million assets. Well, a judge ruled yesterday, you know what? Fine. Oregon State and Washington State have full control of the $400 million assets of the Pac-12. Yes. So that means that this year, like USC, the money they were supposed to be doled out by the conference, nah. They don't. Oh, the conference can't decide I, anymore. I love that so much. The little guy wins. The little guy wins. Washington These, State's going to be like, you know what? I'll throw you a bone. Give yeah. me a couple hundred bucks. Here's a <laughs> buy something real nice. There is there is and some wine. Something to this that I don't like. That I really don't like. You are punishing these teams for giving notice. They gave their two weeks notice. Yeah, they that's kind bro- of the problem. They broke the grant of rights. So a USC, a UCLA, they were, you couldn't come out and say, hey, we're leaving the conference before their grant of rights was up. That violates the grant of rights. That's why they're not getting this money because they violated the grant of rights. However, if you stick with the grant of rights, then at midnight, the day of, you're like, oh, nope, we're leaving. That gives you no negotiation power, gives your conference no negotiation power to recover if you leave right when the, the grant of rights is done, then at that point there's no preparation and everybody's kind of lost. So as it sits right now, what we've just learned is legally you will be punished for breaking yeah. a grant of rights, which makes sense. That does make sense. But if you don't break the grant of rights, if you leave, like if tomorrow Baylor said, you know what, we're leaving the Big 12, it would make sense that Baylor wouldn't make any Big 12 money or have any votes in the Big 12 moving sure. forward. Sure. However, that also gives you a two-week notice. That's kind of a good thing. Wouldn't you want that? Yeah, it would be like leaving a regular job, right? Giving your two-week, your one-month notice, and then them working you like a dog and just being like, we're going to cut your salary in half. Yeah. Because you're leaving. Not even in half. We're going to cut your salary. We're going to have you continue to work. You're going to make, if you go to the college football playoff this year, that money is going to Oregon State and Washington State who are not going to the college football playoff. Good news for for the Pac-12, though. None of their teams are going to the college football playoff. Oregon, Washington, what are you talking about? They've, they've been... Do you con- watch continu- football? They've been have con- you watched football? They have been continually disrespected. Have you watched football? Yes, they have been continually disrespected. And wh- later in the show, we're going to have a college football playoff gonna, conversation. I think they're not going to get in. Are you kidding? Yeah, if no, Washington I'm not goes undefeated, they're not going to get in the college football playoff. They have been continually disrespected. If Washington goes undefeated, you're saying right now... And, Al- not and get Alabama runs playoff. the table after that, wins the SEC? That you can't. And you can't take Georgia out? And you can't take it, and they're going to keep Alabama you in rather than Washington. You will take Georgia out. You will put in thirteen and zero Washington at the college. They would play. not take Georgia out. Heisman winning core, the Heisman caliber quarterback of Michael Penix. I'm not. Jr. I'm not even saying they shouldn't be in there. I'm just saying they won't be. They, I've seen they this script will, before. No, but not with the college football playoff committee. 
They're going to go with the 13. When did you? Yes, we have. What? 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 Yes. Which 13-0 conference championship power five team has been left out? You are not. That's not right. Now you're changing it to an undefeated team. I just said Washington (laughs) at 13-0. I just said it. But now it has to be an undefeated team. I just said Washington. I'm just saying Washington's not going to get in. 13-0 Thirteen and zero conference championship. Washington's not going to get in over if, Georgia, if, who just I'm lost the SEC out this, championship. I'm putting out this very real scenario to you: uh-huh. if Alabama runs the table yep. and wins the SEC, and that's Georgia's only loss of the year, they will put both of those schools in over thirteen and zero. Yes, Wash- yes. Not a chance. in that scenario, yes, they would. Not a chance. The BCS might, but these are human beings who have already uh, pff, already who have made mistakes before. Not the, not to this degree. It's a thirteen and zero conference champion. The 13-0 conference champ. They've already said that conference champions get priority Didn't over those UCF who do not in. win. They weren't 13-0 conference champions in the Power Five. National champs. They were national champs in 2017. I think that's that's just I, a, and personally, again, I think Washington should be in, and they will be at 13-0. And I think Oregon not, still. Uh, Alabama's on a heater right now. I think Oregon is better than Alabama at this point. Mm. I think I do think Alabama beats Georgia. But I, I think there's a there's a real scenario where Alabama runs the table. But and if wins a the team, SEC. if a and the only team that could right now is Washington. If, if Washington gets through Pac-12 play undefeated and wins which against they Oregon will, again, which they will. I mean, Oregon State. Have then they played them? You can do. I have a question. Yeah, what's up? Okay, so if if the scenario Cameron's talking about happens, yep, Washington goes undefeated, but Alabama runs the table, beats Georgia mm-hmm. in the SEC championship game. You think that? Washington gets in over a one-loss, two-time defending champion SEC team, Georgia. They have to, by rule. They've <laughs> already said that conference going to send one of those teams to the Peach Bowl. They've yep. already said They're going to be undefeated <laughs> and going, going to play in one of the other New Year's Six. I mean, I don't make Washington, the Oregon State in Corvallis this weekend, by the way. There's no rule that says they have to put them in. They're going to put in a conference champion. That doesn't start They, they, they have outlined that conference champions get it's first It's a factor. Priority. The biggest factor. And, and I think the biggest factor for them choosing – Every year is money. whether the team's in the SEC or not. Revenue and money. Yes. That's, that's first. And, and I think there is something to the fact that Washington's in this dead conference. They're not a Big Ten team yet. Why are we going to re- reward this Pac-12? Pac-12, who are they playing? Even though they are playing good teams yeah, like maybe Utah the, and Maybe the and toughest Oregon strength State. of schedule but of I'm the teams I'm putting in the you top in five. the minds of the SEC people here. Aaron is right. They care more about which teams are coming from the SEC than they are about the conference Let's dole this out. Let's dole this out. By the way, Washington State, Oregon State. And I State. hope I'm wrong. I hope Washington Think is about there. this. Okay, Georgia just lost to Alabama. 12-1 and Georgia, 12-1 and Alabama. Bama yes. gets in over Georgia, right? Obviously, if we're doing a tiered game here, Bama just beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Bama gets in over Georgia. Yes, they would probably be the higher seed. Oh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, your Big Ten, your Big Ten champion will be number one. Michigan goes undefeated. Yep, Michigan's that'll be your number one. 13-0, the number one. He'll probably have a rematch with Alabama Florida, and Georgia. Florida State, who has a much easier schedule than Washington, goes undefeated 13-0. So it's one, we're going to say one, Michigan undefeated. Ohio State's out. They already lost to Michigan. Two, Florida State. Those guys are undefeated. Who will have to Three beat. will be the other undefeated team that is 13-0, Washington, with Michael Penix at quarterback. It's not just some random. This isn't Baylor going 13-0. Washington's already been to a college football playoff. They have a Heisman-caliber quarterback. And then at four would be Alabama because they just beat Georgia. You have three undefeated conference championship teams. They're not going to bump any of those. You can't. So you're bumping Georgia then. What about what if Florida State runs the table? What are you saying? What if Florida State runs the table? That that was was in the scenario. That's what he had. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. So now it's 
at one, 13 0 Michigan, <sighs> two, 13 0 Florida State. I, three, I, I just don't think 13 they 13 0 Washington. And that's at 12 and one Georgia and picks Florida State over them? Who's you, played one ranked team the whole year? You don't have another option. If, they're, if it's a 13 and 0 Power Five conference champion, that is th- what they I, preached. I, I want to. I want to agree with you, Drake. I think that's how college football should be. I really do. That's how it will be. I mean, I think now, there, no, look, there's I, also the thought process here's, of here's the deal, though. Here's hey, the deal. well, we're gonna have all the conference champions in what next year, two years from now, anyway. Now that we've unpacked this, okay, I, I'll hmm. give you. I'll, I'll give you this. I think Georgia's better than Washington. Yeah, I, th- I think Georgia. I mean, is, Washington's good. I think Georgia is better than Florida State. Yes. Does that mean they will deserve at twelve and one losers of a conference championship? With their their strength of schedule is not great, by the way. The Who, SEC, Georgia, the yeah. SEC is down this year. Not only is the I SEC mean, down, they keep playing ranked teams, but they keep kicking the crap out of them. Do they so. keep playing ranked teams? They, they've had Ole Miss. Kent- well, Kentucky was ranked, and now that looks bad. I know, I know. Yeah. But Kentucky was ranked. You play the teams that are ahead of you. Ole Miss, top ten, put a hurting on them. Um, and I personally think they would beat Alabama if they played them tomorrow. But well, that's not shot. in the scenario. That's not shot. in the scenario. So yes, I get where you're coming from. It's not the vintage SEC year. But when you're coming off back-to-back national championships. The SEC still pull, holds that power with these voters. I mean, they're in the East. That hurts them. Them being in the and even, yeah, even the stinks. West. The West just fired two coaches midseason. The SEC. Yeah, and LSU is a disappointment. Yep. Even though they're still in the rankings. The SEC is mean, heavily down this year, and you probably look at it and go, "No, they're not. They're not down. They're three and six against other Power Five teams. Three and six to this point in the season. That's not. That's not good." So you look at all those factors in, and you're going to have to let in 13-0 conference champions over a team that just didn't win its conference championship. I hope you're right. I hope Washington's there. Do you think it'd be then like Michigan at one, sitting yep. at 13-0? Or Ohio We've, State. I'm, let's just, for sake of confusion, Michigan at one, 13-0. At two, Florida State, 13-0. Then you go Alabama twelve and one, then Georgia twelve and one, and then put Washington at thirteen and zero at number five. They got two. That's, wi- that's what I would have suspected. But yes. wa- but now Washington has maybe two even wins Georgia too against top five teams. Two wins against Oregon, top ten teams. You see how? No, they- I I do see what you're saying. And again, based off the resume, Washington should be in over the second pl- if they run the table like you're saying. They're thirteen and zero. Even if they're twelve and one, to be quite honest with you. I would, looking at their schedule, I might put them in over Alabama. They've killed Michigan State, who's not good. They no. killed Boise no, State, I, who's not good but has a brand. Yeah, but look at these top ten. I mean, Arizona, which is even better than they were when they, Very when they played good them. Arizona team. Beat them on the road. Then beat Oregon yep. at home. Um, then took it to USC, yep. who is now on, out of the rankings. Beat Wash, or excuse me, Beat Utah. And if they win, if they're undefeated, like in your scenario, then they will have to go on the road and beat a top 10 team in Oregon State and then beat probably another top 10 team in the Pac-12 championship Yep, game. they'll beat number five, number six, and number they'll five, have to, Oregon. They'll, they'll, and lost in the middle of that is they'll have to beat arguably, I mean, I should say it like this. The next two wins, if they were to go undefeated, are against the two richest teams in the conference. So they're going People to, are forgetting that. They're going to have, they're going to have a resume that features wins against the current number 19, number 6, number 10, and number 6 again. That is a pretty good—and then USC on top of that. 
That's a better resume than Georgia. Road. That's a better resume than anybody else in the top four right now. Michigan had a cupcake uh, that, yes, schedule. Yes, yes. I agree with that. And like that's why I'm saying if they do it in that scenario, I think they have a better resume than even a conference championship Alabama. Yeah. But I don't think the committee will see that. I think they'll see SEC champion. Yeah. How can we keep out the SEC champion? Well, the, the big crux here is that Oregon State and Washington State, the way that it sits, they have an automatic spot in the college football playoff next year. Yeah, The they way do. the rule is written. Yeah, they do. And now that a federal judge has already announced, like, you know what? These guys deserve these right. assets. The way the rule is written, those two teams, one of those two teams will make the college football playoff next year representing the Pac-12. Which is awesome. And you say, well, the Pac-12 doesn't exist. Not so. They exist till 2027 per the NCAA's. They have this grace period. I hope they both suck too. Like Oregon say, State's good this year. I hope they both suck next year. You and say, they go in at seven and five. Wait and a second. Playoff. Isn't uh I mean this the committee could just overrule that, right? The committee could just change the rule. Nope. They could do it. They have to vote unanimously. Washington State's president's on the committee. Heck yeah. So the little the little you, guy is winning right now. You, on paper, the little guy's winning. If you don't protect the the two rivalries, the two in state rivalries, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State. It's got to be Washington State, Oregon State last game of the season, right? 100%. That's so awesome. Coming up. That's so awesome. Lorena football coach Kevin Johnson joins the show ahead of their round two matchup. That team, we put them in the power rankings as one of the teams with the best chance, the best chance to win a state championship in Central Texas and keep it, keep it in Central Texas. This is the Drake Toll Show. The Baylor Coaches Show, tonight at 7 p.m. With the voice of the Bears, John Morris, here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us tonight and hear from women's golf coach Jay Goble and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. That's tonight, live from Rudy's. That's tonight from 7 till 8 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Moving is fun, said nobody ever. Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and let's face it, moving sucks. But we did it, and now we're in our shiny new location. Announcing, ta-da, the new world headquarters of the Pickup Outfitters Center to End Truck Nudity. Maybe you've seen all the work going on Waco Drive with the new silver and red building. The new location is 4535 West Waco Drive, in between the old Richie's Western Wear and Diamore Jewelers. That's just a half mile away from our old location. We got some cool new equipment and services coming soon but one thing that won't change is that we're still outfitting naked trucks from bed covers and steps to toolboxes hitches grill guards pickup outfitters also does the heavy duty stuff full front replacement bumpers airbag suspension goosenecks fifth wheels come by and see us even if it's just to say hi and get a free cup of coffee pickup outfitters has moved 4535 west waco drive in between the old richie's western wear and diamore jewelers Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck. 
led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 46 years in a row. Come to the largest showroom in Texas and experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can enjoy a signature cocktail or ice-cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace, Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights. Where's your pain? Is it in your knees, hips, your back? Don't let it sideline you any longer, and don't let them tell you. Surgery is the only option. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas, talking about QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. Get started now. So you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA and HSA. Put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. Again, no drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. 254-415-4100. Again, 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254 415 Four one zero zero. Back in the Drake Toll Show. Kicking off the 1 o'clock hour with some Coulter Wall. Cameron Stewart across studio. Aaron Sexton runs the mothership. Texas high school football playoffs this week, and one team that just keeps rolling as hot as anybody, the Lorena Leopards. We now welcome on to the Drake Toll Show, Lorena coach Kevin Johnson. Coach, look, I've I've gotten to experience Lorena the last four or five years and what that football culture is. It is last one out, turn off the lights. I can only imagine that your town's gone dormant the last few Friday nights based on how everybody over there is excited about this team. Yeah, no, I, uh, you're absolutely correct. I mean, everybody was excited. Last uh, Thursday was not an uh, ideal night as far as weather was oh, yeah. concerned, rainy and kind of cold. But I'm going to tell you what, the Leopard Nation uh, uh, showed out, and uh, we had a great crowd there supporting the kids, and uh, we expect another big crowd. Uh, you know, we'll be a little bit closer this week being over in Corsicana, so I would expect on Friday night we have a, another good uh, turnout by the Leopard Nation. Coach Johnson, just wanted to talk about this this kind of group that you have here. A lot of seniors who were contributors on that 2021 state championship team. Kind of a disappointing loss in the first round last year against a real good Columbus squad. Does this feel like for those guys that it's kind of picking up where they left off almost and throwing last year down the drain? Oh, yeah, no, most definitely. I can't. Honestly, guys, I can't I can't say enough about that group of seniors we have. They're They're very experienced, obviously, as you mentioned. Uh, there's some that were a part of that state championship team. Yes, there's a you know a bad taste left uh, over from last year in that first round knockout, uh, and they've got a goal to uh, go back and do the very best we can, uh, you know, through the playoffs. And, and you know, I mean, they, they've set their sight on the fact that we got to play one week at a time and just be one and zero each week. But 
they're uh, they're they're a unique group of seniors. We're very blessed to have them, and uh, they're a tight knit group, and uh, really really playing well together. And they're the leadership they're providing. Some of our younger kids have had to step in and play this year uh, has been amazing. So uh, we we benefited greatly from that. And, and want to talk about one of those seniors in particular, Braylon Henry, a guy who was obviously a a, a bull at linebacker for you guys the last few years and beginning of the season because of an injury he's kind of thrusted into rb1 role and he has taken it on taken it on and been one of the best players in central texas doesn't have to hear about his dad every time they mention his name anymore obviously one of the great Lorena leopards of all time tell me about what what kind of lift that's given your team to have braylon be one of the best running backs in all of central texas this year oh i think that's big i mean i think i think the team's that you know very happy for his success and uh I think you know the thing Braylon would tell you uh, is uh, he doesn't do that on his own, and Braylon has been really quick to give credit to all our bigs up front on both the offensive and defensive side. But our offensive line is probably overlooked as much as anybody, and they they have just created holes and uh, have also given Caden Roberts plenty of time uh, to throw the ball this year as well. He hadn't been pressured much, so those big, the big guys have done a great job for us. But what I can tell you about Braylon Henry is. Just simply put, he is just a football player. Uh, that's, the, that's the simplest way I can put that. He loves the game. Uh, he loves the challenge. He, he understands the game. Uh, great vision, great uh, quickness, agility. Uh, but I mean, just all around, just a heck of a football player. and A heck of a young man. But we're very, very proud of what he's doing. The team's very proud of that as well. So. Lorena football coach Kevin Johnson on the Drake Toll Show. Coach, speaking of that, you know, for 30 years it was Ray Biles joining ESPN Central Texas to talk Lorena Leopard football. Where I, where I want to go with this, I know you've honored him and certainly the whole community has, but when you replace a guy like that for you, how, how do you make it your own? How do you take that program and say, all right, there's a new era of Lorena football. What's the challenge in welcoming that in? Well, I mean – I think in a in a in a normal situation that would be be a little bit more of a challenge, but you got to keep in mind I was on staff with Ray for you know eight years, uh, actually out here coaching with him, and I've yeah. uh, been around Ray for a long time, so that transition's a little easier. But but guys, I'm just going to tell you, I mean, what what Ray has done at Lorena and uh, got established here. Anybody that that's got any smarts at all knows not to come in here and try to rock the boat too much. Mm. Uh, you, you take the fact that Ray's established some things, got good procedures in place, uh, built a good tradition, uh, and then you, you, you add on the fact that you've got a senior class that's as, as strong as it is and as tight-knit as it is. Uh, the thing you do is you come in, as you come in here, and you just make sure that you try to keep things as steady as you possibly can. Obviously, we had personnel changes uh, within the staff. Uh, that I think have been uh, really positive and uh, really uh, connected with the kids and the things the things we've done offensively and defensively uh, have been good to fit what we do with our kids. But other than that, you know, the the big part of that is to come in here and try to keep things as steady as you possibly can. You know, I mean, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it, right? Yeah, yeah. Coach, I know we've started kind of holistic here. I want to take you through this season and now as you go into the West, the matchup with Westwood this week. Let's go back to China Spring, La Vega, the, the losses for this team. When, when Cameron and I watched that China Spring game and then watching the film back in La Vega, what I thought, what I took away was it's a Lorena defense, a Lorena moxie, a Lorena fight that is, it, it reminded me of that 2021 team. At, at what point did you know, hey, look, we can compete with anybody? 
Well, I would tell you, um, obviously, man, those are two good football programs, and they're well coached, and I've got utmost respect for uh, those guys and those programs. I would tell you the China Spring game, I'm not sure. You know, we, we, we had lost some people um, in the fall camp process, and, you know, we had a bunch of new people in there, and, and I don't know that we were really ready just then. Uh, kids fought, but we just we, we shot ourselves in the foot against a good football team. You can't do that, but – you move a few weeks forward and you get into the La Vega game. And again, we were still at the point where we were playing with a bunch of young kids. We had some kids that were stepping up and fighting, shot ourselves in the foot a little bit. But when we were down as much as we were before half, I think when you came back into the second half, I knew we had an opportunity to be pretty good after that because our kids came back in and battled and found a way to get right back into the game. And up until less than the last minute of the game, we were we were in the hunt to be able to at least tie that game up, um, put it in overtime. So there was there was absolutely no uh, quitting the kids at that point, and they were playing Lorena football. And uh, I mean that was if you, you hate to you hate to look at a loss as a positive, but if you walk away from that, our kids could have shut it down at any time. And uh, they were challenged, and they rose up to that challenge, and we came out fighting and and really won that second half and put us in a position to you know, have a chance, you know, uh, either go into overtime or win that game late. Uh, we, we fell a little short on that, but I think the other lessons we learned from that were, were big moving into district play. And obviously what is uh, – obviously has proven to be a very tough district, and our kids have been able to kind of persevere and battle through that. So I think after that Vega game, yeah. it said a lot. You know, it spoke a lot about our kids and, and their, their, you know, desire to be successful. Well, Coach, let's take you from the tough losses to the biggest win. Franklin's win streak didn't get to 40 because the Lorena Leopards were standing in the way. I know that game was funky. Another one that I watched, I, I vividly remember, I was listening to Jared Brown, the voice of the Leopards, who said at halftime, look, you know, you're you're a score and a turnover away from having them right where you want them. And I thought, man, that's some real wishful thinking, but it's exactly where you were. You got the 52-49 to 49 win over Franklin. What does a win like that do for the confidence of this team moving into the postseason as you continue your run? Well, I think, I, I mean, I think it's just huge. It's big. Our kids, again, went in there with that mentality that, uh, you know, we can do this. They weren't scared, and they, they weren't going back down from anybody. And, you know, we had two turnovers in the first half that uh, did not help us. Uh, answered the call in the second half, came out, and were able to get a turnover off of special teams and go down and score real quick. And then it was just, you know, kind of slug it out, uh, you know, back and forth the rest of the game against a really, really good football team. But when you go play a Lorena, I mean, a Lorena football goes and plays somebody like Franklin uh, at their place and can find a way to get a win out of that. I mean, it's a huge confidence builder. I mean, you know, kids, especially our <clears throat> younger kids, you know, you got that belief now that, you know, if we go out there and do what we're supposed to do and just battle, we got a chance in every game. And I think that uh, definitely proved that. And you talk about it from the player's standpoint, the belief it gives them after a big win like that. But I know you guys were telling them all week, hey, if we do these things right, we've, we've got a chance. We, we can beat these guys. Did it open up the eyes of your coaching staff a little bit to be like, boy, we just went into Franklin and beat these guys? Well, you know, here, I, I think the challenge is always making sure your kids are locked in and have that belief. Our coaches felt like <clears throat> with as physical as we are on the front, in on, on both offensive and defensive lines there uh we felt like if we could go in there and just kind of play mistake free and hang in the game and be close we really felt like we'd be in pretty good position from a coaching staff 
uh, you know, so the challenge was for our kids to make sure they believe that and go in there and execute that. And, and I'll tell you, you know, our captains and, and one of our senior offensive linemen, Wyatt Jones, I mean, they never backed out from that challenge at all. And they made sure our team was right there. And I mean, they, they did what we expected them to do. And uh, I don't know that it was a complete shot. We felt like they could do that. Uh, the kids, I mean, it was a big boost for them, obviously. I think they believe that, but until you actually have it happen for you and you get it done, uh, you don't fully get that, you know, buy-in. But I think after that, I mean, it was a big, I mean, it was a big shot in the arm, obviously. Talking with Kevin Johnson, Lorena Leopards head football coach, and enough looking behind there, coach. Let's look ahead um, at Westwood this week. This is a a team that hasn't played kind of the quality of opponent that you guys have throughout the season, but their offense puts up numbers. They've only been held under 28 points once this whole season. So what is the challenge for you guys, especially defensively, uh, to make sure you're, you're keeping to playing to your strengths? Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they're a good football team. You don't win nine games to get to the second round in Texas uh, football playoffs without being a good football team. Uh, and uh, they're a young team, but uh, extremely talented. Uh, I mean, our, our deal is we've got to make sure that you won. I feel like when they're throwing the ball, our front four have got to get some pressure on the quarterback. I don't know that everybody's done that well this year, but got to get some pressure on him and, and, and force some things early which will help us. And then we've got to be sound up in the box and just being able to try to shut down the run game, be sure tacklers, because uh, they've got some skill kids that can go. And you, you let them get in space, then you're going to be in trouble. So we got to do a good job just kind of bottling all that up uh, and just being as physical as we can possibly be with them. Coach, in thinking about what it means to win a state championship for a town, I think it's often overlooked how that becomes the expectation. A lot of times you get these teams where – Players or coaches will look ahead. They're already like, well, we got we got to meet that state championship expectation or standard. Or maybe for your team, it's Columbus, the opportunity to maybe get them next week. How do you keep 16, 17, 18-year-olds locked in on just this week? Well, I'm going to tell you again, I, I, would, I would just send a lot of kudos to our mature senior group of uh, you know players. Um, the, the thing from the get-go that we started fall camp with was we just wanted to be 1-0. and And all we focused on was being the first week, first scrimmage, and then go to, you know, the first game and just be 1-0, and worry about non-district, get to district, be 1-0 and each week. And I think they've really bought into understanding. It, you know, especially like I've, I've harped on them, you know, starting last week. In the playoffs, there is no more games. You're guaranteed your one game. If you want to get any more games, you've got to go be 1-0 and yeah. and win that game on – Friday or Thursday, whenever you're playing. And I think the kids have really bought into that. And, I, you know, honestly, I'm very proud of them because they don't really worry about looking ahead. They're, they're worried about we're going to play Lorena football. Let's get good at what we do. Let's get better at some of the things we're doing. And whoever it is that we line up and play on whatever given night, uh, we're just going to go do our thing and play the very best I can. And, and for each play, we want to be 1-0. and And hopefully by the end of the game, we can sit there and be – 1-0 and and move on and get ready to play another game. Coach, before we get you out of here, James Webb, what does it mean to have – because, look, I, I never put a game on the leg of a college kicker. It's one of my favorite sayings in college football, <laughs> much less high school, but you guys can do it. I mean, how much of an X factor is that when it comes to winning tight games the rest of the way? Well, I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, you need to have somebody you have confidence in that can go out there and and James is, uh, you know, he's pretty smooth. He doesn't stress 
a lot. He just goes out there and kind of enjoys the moment and, you know, does the very best he can. And uh, I think that pays dividends for us. And obviously the special teams are huge uh, in any game. And we really emphasize that with our kids. But James is just a hedgy kid. You know, he's a heck of a soccer player. And then obviously coming out kicking, he just comes out and has a good time and doesn't let the moment ever get too big for him. And I think that's where he has some success. He just gets out there and goes and does his job whenever it's asked of him. And, uh, you know, it benefits us. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of confidence in James. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if it rolls back down in one of these situations where we got to do that again, we're hoping he can stroll right in there and, and, and do it again for us. Well, Coach, best of luck the rest of the way to you and the Lorena Leopards. It's been fun to watch the ride to this point. And, I mean, if, if anybody in Central Texas has a shot to do it, it's certainly you, and we'd love to see it. Well, hey, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, we're, we're looking forward. You know, hopefully we take care of our business this week and uh, just continue to do this thing. So thank you very much. Yes, sir. He did Thanks, it. Coach. He did it big. It's Lorena Coach Kevin Johnson with us. Hey, what, Cam? We said it yesterday. I mean, Mart's got a Mart's got the shot sure. to win state. Yeah. Almost, almost unfairly, right? But I think not, not, not any knock on them, but yeah. just past them is Lorena of of the teams locally. And I know that we've seen an uptick from China Spring. And yep. La Vega's yep. dangerous, and Franklin could very well beat Lorena. But I think it's the Leopards right now who, outside of Mart, have a chance to bring home a trophy again. Yeah, yeah, and I mean Franklin and China Spring have the talent to do it for sure, but Lorena. The way the heater that they're on, hey, they have the talent as well. But they're the heater they're on right now, the confidence they're playing with, and the region and the bracket that they're in, yeah. which they they did to themselves winning the district. Uh, they have a, a really good shot, yeah. a really good shot, and it does kind of put last year into a weird perspective, right? That team was kind of up and down. It was integrating a lot of a lot of new guys, even though there were some guys who are still there who played on the state championship team, like a Braylon Henry uh, is the first name, the Jaden Porters, of course, um, and battling the Porter injury this year. Yep. You know, you go from state championship to first round exit, and to like Coach Johnson was saying, guys leaving in camp, uh, your your starting running back gets hurt, Jaden Porter, the, the the four star is hurt for a good bit of the year, and they just kept rolling. They just kept rolling. It it didn't bring them down one bit. They haven't lost since September. Nope. I like this Lorena team. I, I do too, I guess. man. And we had our questions when we first saw them about the offense and how they tick. It was shaky, man. If they can't get the it ball in the quarter, shaky. what do they do? And and, they and, just... and and a name we didn't mention a lot in there is Caden Roberts, the quarterback. And we saw him week one, two early picks. Yep. Didn't know where that ball was going. Um, look, he's not going to shoot it 40 yards down the field, but he is a much more efficient quarterback than what we saw in week one um, and a good leader from all that we've seen and all that we've heard. Yep. Coming up, Texas A&M. Do they have their football coach already in place? Mm. They wanted to get a head start on everybody else in this search. So they fired Jimbo midseason. Does that mean they've got a guy in the wings? This is the Drake Toll Show. Baylor women's basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back in action Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center hosting Harvard. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Sunday. Join Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vita me vas. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. You don't want to miss our best price deals during the Black Friday sales event at Allen Samuels. This month, you can save big on the truck you've been looking for, like the new 2023 Rams. Designed to be durable, functional, and stylish, Ram trucks give you that first-class feel. With premium options like luxurious leather trim seating, surround-view cameras, plus exceptional legroom and storage, hurry in and shop our great selection in-store or online today. Shop an award-winning dealership with award-winning products, Allen Samuels in Waco. Road trip. Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Every closed loan is entered for a chance to change their loan rate to 0%. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's so much freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must 
must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. This is a story of famous dog. For the dog that teaches his tail, we'll be busy. These are clapping dogs. Rhythmic dogs. What is that? House dogs. This? Dogs of the world unite. They're about to tell you. Dancing dogs. Yeah. Counting dogs. Funky dogs. You never heard this? No. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Back in the Drake Toll Show. When did that come out? That feels like a 90s Disney movie. 96. Not animated. Let's say Atomic Dog 96. Aaron, what's your guess? Like I think you're about 20 Son years of off. Whoa. Whoa. 2016? No way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would have guessed like 80s. I said 96. Late 80s. Yeah, what's your, what are you going late 80s? Uh, well, ah. now it sounds bad. I'm going to guess 87. December 82. 82. Ooh, okay. Uh, a little before 96. Not quite 20 years, but why must I chase the cat? Um, well, that was that, there was a good market for gimmick oh, songs back what's, then. What's the Tim <laughs> yeah, Allen? Like the, 78 was... Uh, Disco Doug. Disco Doug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, 76, because I remember texting my dad. It was his senior year of high school. I didn't text him in his senior my year of high school. My mom was born but in 76. I said, do you feel partially responsible for letting this happen? Mm-hmm. Got um, the number one. He was like, it was a different time. That is... The same year more than a feeling came out was Disco Doug. One of the great rock songs ever written. More than a feeling? Yeah. Uh, okay. That's like a top 10 rock song ever. Do you disagree with that? That's fine. I'll give it to I you. did a Lariat editorial once of You um, worked for the Baylor Lariat? Top five, just top five songs ever written. Mm-hmm. And I would change it, but more than a feeling I think was an honorable mention on it. Uh-huh. You ever uh, you ever look at the Rolling Stones top five hundred songs? Don't. Mm, yeah, I feel like it would annoy me. What's number they're, one? They're bad. Um, it's not Bohemian I think Rhapsody, number one is, is uh, A Change Going Come by Sam Cooke. That's a great song. One. That was an honorable mention on my list. That's fine. That can be number one. Is I'm it good like with that. It, it's a it's, mm, the all the, I think the whole top five are fight the power songs. Let's put it that way. <laughs> they just need to. The whole top five well, is VH1's like VH1's top, top rap anyway, songs right. ever. I hate top v- 100 um, rap songs. They did you know. fight the power is number one, which yeah. is a good rap song. But number one, number one. Um, oh, I'm gonna look at this. This is oof. the Texas A&M Aggies are out a head coach. They fired Jimbo Fisher, giving him yep. 76 million dollars a year to get out of here. To do, nothing. they're gonna pay him seven and a half each year to just. Leave us alone. Yep. He gets paid to do whatever he wants and just sit. Um, have you – can you grasp – can you conceptualize – Oh, it starts with 500. Oh. Can you conceptualize yeah. $76 million? No. How do you I – I, I can't I, 
I'm so far from conceptualizing even the yearly salary of that, the seven, seven and a half. Oh, yeah. If somebody handed me that tomorrow, I wouldn't know what to do. Do I retire? I could, I, at this you point, know? I could retire off $760,000. This is the best way for me to conceptualize it. There are very few times in my life where I've had 7600 in my bank account. <laughs> Jimbo like Fisher. Like, at my best, that's about what I've had. Jimbo Fisher, $76 million buyout. The lowest paid FBS head coach is ULM's Terry Bowden. Terry Bowden makes four hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars a year. That's it. Four thirty-five to coach at ULM. I mean, it does make sense that it's ULM, but it just feels weird, like a Division One FBS coach. Seventy-six million is equal to one hundred and seventy-four point five TBUs. Mm. Terry Bowden units. So you'd That's be sad. You'd be able to afford a hundred and seventy-four point five years. Of Terry Bowden as your head coach for $76 million. That's a lot of money. They're doling it out. And then, again, the best part of the whole deal is that at halftime, they honored the Texas A&M donor club that gave the money that will fire Jimbo Fisher. Awesome. It's great. Awesome. The Aggies know how to do it sometimes. Yeah. And Sometimes, you, you believe, so I spent some time in Alaska this summer, worked in Alaska for three months doing baseball games, and there was a player on one of the teams named Michael Elko, Matsu Minor, I believe. Mm. Turns out, son of Mike the Elko. One Mike Elko. Head coach at Duke. Pudgy guy, big guy. Big guy. Big guy. Wears some loose clothing, too. It's, big guy. It's Sam Pittman under there. And you thought... You thought Not at least that you, wrong with you mentioned it today. You said I think I think maybe he's the guy. Maybe they they fired Jimbo. Now look for them to have fired Jimbo when they did. They had to have someone in mind. They weren't just waiting yep. on the money. Yep. They were already. We, we saw you know Jamie Chadwell was in Starkville, Mississippi. Teams are already making moves. They don't fire a coach and just blindly jump into a coaching search. In this scenario, you believe Elko, the Duke head coach, yeah. the lowly Duke Blue Devils head coach is in line for Texas hey, A&M. Duke Blue Devils head coaches who go to the SEC end up doing pretty well, sometimes by way of the USFL. Mm-hmm. Steve um, Spurrier. Yes. Uh, yes, I think, is it the slam dunk that I thought it was a couple days ago? Maybe not. I, I, you got to put it in the context of what A&M has just gone through. Yeah. And I think Elko is a real good coach, and he's going to coach at somewhere even better than Duke. Yeah. Um, but... Do you automatically want to dip into the Jimbo coaching pool? On one hand, are you saying, hey, do we go back to that? But on the other hand, you say, hey, this is a guy who can win yeah. at Duke. If he can win at Duke, he can win here. A, first and foremost, right? Um, B, we like the, the the best years of Jimbo at A&M, including that Orange Bowl season where they beat Carolina, was with Mike Elko's defense, mm-hmm. and that was the identity of the team. So you have that on the other hand of, hey, we want this identity back. And on the other hand, the third hand, if you will, what is nice about this is you're already paying a coach $7.5 million a year mm-hmm. before you even hire another one. As good as Mike Elko is, this could be the time to strike while the iron is hot of, hey, we're going to have to give him some, some good money, but we don't have to give him Jimbo money and we probably don't have to give him the buyout. I mean, no one will get a buyout like Jimbo again, I don't think. Um, we don't have to give him a lucrative buyout. 
you know, he's a good coach. We think he could win, but he's also only done it at two years for Duke. So he can't back us into a corner, right? Like someone like a Jimbo would be able to. You know, someone like a like a Brian Kelly or a Lincoln Riley. Not that those names are tied to it, but that's kind of the caliber of coach that they had when they got Jimbo. Yeah. So I think that's where the Elko thing becomes interesting because if it were anybody else, you know, take Elko out of it, the slam dunk is Jeff Trailer, who's the guy I really want for Baylor. You know, he's a guy who's in-state, has the connections. Yeah. Not the youngest guy in the world, but has the connections and has won at a level like UTSA. And obviously, that's not the recruiting that you get at A&M. He has been able to develop players at UTSA, which was clearly Jimbo's one of Jimbo's big problems because they always had top five, if not top three, if not top two recruiting classes in the nation under Jimbo. And they had all the resources. They were using it all. But when, he, when they got to College Station, he couldn't turn them into winners. Jeff Trailer can do that. He this... has taken UTSA about as high as you can take him. So I think Elko is still probably that number one choice because what, what Trailer does at UTSA, Elko essentially is doing at Duke Yeah. Um, in a better conference. So I think he's still the number one choice. But as a Baylor fan who wants Trailer to be on the sidelines here in Waco, it's pause for concern. With this, Arkansas just did this. Arkansas said, hey, we've been through years of turmoil and despair. Who can we go hire that's cheap, good old ball coach, can rally the fan base, and everybody likes him? So They went with Sam Pittman. Mm-hmm. Has he overstayed his welcome? Probably. Yep. He was your bridge guy. You, you knew from the beginning he was too old to be there for 20 years. He's not going to be Nick Saban. He's not going to beat Nick Saban. We just need somebody to come in, go 7-5, and 9-3, and three, in that range, and bring things back to relative prominence in college football. A&M, Arkansas had the humility to realize that. They needed a bridge guy. Does A&M have the humility to realize, hey, we don't need a bridge guy because we lost so much, because we were 1-11, 2-10. We need a bridge guy because we made a colossal financial decision in bringing in this head coach, paying him way too much to lose, and now paying him to do nothing. They're effectively paying Jimbo Fisher not to lose at this point. Correct. That is what they're Not to make it worse. Yep. To me, I I truly believe this. If you go call, and he's going to be one of the hottest names, he's got to be. You go call G.J. Kinney, who has not been at one place for more than a year since 2017. You call a Texas Roots. Well, this this is Texas A&M we're talking about, right? Absolutely. Okay, just wanted to make that clear. You call a Texas Roots guy who is cheap, dirt cheap to coach, you bring him in, he's going to win the locker room day one, he's going to win the transfer portal day one, and in a place like A&M, that matters the most. The transfer portal in IL matters the most. He's got swagger, he has got this, this high-powered offense where, look, if, if XYZ's not good enough, I'll bring my own guys, we'll make it good. We'll find a way to make it good. Now, can you trust him after one year at Texas State, a year at Incarnate Word, now look, that's a great question, Drake. He's done some remarkable stuff at those schools, things that had never been done in the history of those programs in the first year. Which to me, I'd rather go grassroots, cheap guy who's going to bring moxie and style back to your program, who has a proven track record of winning as a head coach in year one, turning things around as a head coach in year one at some of the worst programs in America. That's the guy that I want. So just that's the guy right now. That's the guy that I want. 
what did they just I, do? They just went uh, with prowess. They just went with big name. They went with big money. They went with the guy who's the got the flashy car salesman stuff. G.J. Kinney was on this radio station. Was like, look, boys, we're just gonna go out there and play. We're not scared of anything. We're just gonna go out and play. I think, for better or for worse, for G.J. Kinney, um, the metric he's gonna be held to is held by Deion Sanders. Mm, I don't think so. Because D- they did the same thing. They did the same thing. Well, and this can is I, through can no fault of can, sure. can I pause you sure. there? Can I pause you there? I don't think people outside of the 254 or people outside of really Texas are putting G.J. Kinney and Deion Sanders in the same sentence in any capacity. No. They don't know who G.J. Kinney is. No, but hear me out. Dion had the hype early on, not just because he's Dion, because he brought so many new players in, and it worked. The first month of the season, okay. right? Much like what G.J. Kenny did at Texas State. Right. Brought, brings in a whole new team, and they beat Baylor on the road week one. Now, how much are we talking about Colorado? They don't have a number next to their name anymore. Yeah. They're fighting for a bowl game. Okay. Right? And so, not to say that Dion's even a bad coach, but it's like, hey, maybe, maybe this isn't the blueprint. Maybe this isn't how we make it work year one, and, and who knows how that's going to work year two, year three. G.J. Kenny did the same thing. So, if A&M is looking at what Dion's doing at Colorado, and they're like, well, boy, I think we got the talent here. I, I'd like a guy who can come in and, and win right away. Not that G.J. Kinney isn't a bad coach, but they think, well, G.J. Kinney's going to bring in 40, 50 new guys, and does that really work? Because then we're just going to head towards the same thing we have with Jimbo, and he's going to do it in the SEC rather than the Pac-12. Uh, the SEC West. But, but Besides the fact that, that G.J.'s Jimbo done one bring, year at Incarnate Word, one year at Texas State. Jimbo didn't bring in 50. I, I, here's, and I, again, it's not, never But I'm happen. saying record-wise, it's going to be the same. Obviously, it's never going to happen. They wouldn't hire G.J. Kinney. This is me just spouting into a microphone. But what I'm saying I is— can, I can hear out your, your argument for Baylor hiring G.J. Kinney. I can get oh, on board I'm, with I'm that. I'm going to make that argument a lot. The, I'd rather have Trailer, but— A&M's not going to do that. A&M's not going to hire G.J. Kinney. They, no. But, no. but I'm saying if they did— if they did, it might not be the popular pick day one, but by day 10, he would have won over the fan base, and he's going to win ball games. And does he win them by day 28, is my, what I'm saying. 100%. <laughs> Jeff Trailer Day 256. All right, Jeff Trailer has two more. He, the Gilmer guy has two more yeah. years of head coaching experience than G.J. Kinney. That's the guy you want now? He's, too, he's yes. so proven to you? Yes. At UTSA, yeah. Conference championships, undefeated in the conference again. Ranked, brought UTSA to a ranking. Yes. That's what GJ's doing at Texas State. That's what he'll do. You're, you're going to buy a Jeff trailer, but a couple years younger and a little bit more spunk. And that's what I like in a head coach. He, you know what, though? Here's the problem. We're, we can get into this. GJ Kinney, at some point, we will at least. GJ Kinney is going to run a, a program from an on the field standpoint, from a flash, from a pomp, from a circumstance, the likes that Baylor has not seen since an Art Bryles. So if, yes. Baylor, if Baylor was to hire the young hotshot G.J. Kinney, a lot of fans would look around and say, oh, they're bringing the blackout back. Oh, they're, they're doing X, Y, and Z. That's fun. That what they're doing is not anything that's supposed to replicate Art Bryles. It's that just supposed help. to be what's normal and fun in college football, which now we've associated with the name Art Bryles. Oh, Baylor's doing something fun? Art Bryles used to do that, so we shouldn't. G.J. Yeah. Kinney's going to do anybody, right anybody who's not Dave Aranda is going to walk in and do that in day one. But they're, they're going to make Baylor, hear me out, they're going to make Baylor an actual college football program. That's the job of the next head coach. That'd be nice. I, I think that would be cool I, to see Baylor as a re- real college football program again. Would you agree that we're not seeing it right now? No. 
No, I gave you that quote yesterday that Plasky said about Chip Kelly. I thought it fit perfectly with Baylor. Yeah. Dave Aranda, just great mind, bad program. Mm-hmm. Innovative at one time, boring program. That's what they are. No, boring program's a great way to put boring it. Boring uniforms, boring boring offense. Fans aren't showing up. Boring atmosphere. Fans aren't showing up. They're going to wear the worst uniforms ever this weekend. It's so, like, we just got to our first, I think that's the first time we've mentioned Baylor football in this show today. Yeah, and relative, they've had a pretty good week just with this blue bonnet battle stuff. Yeah. That's that's been a saving grace well, for Did them. you see their practice yesterday? Gosh, it's a hell of an hour. Red Rover? Oh, it was unbelievable. They played uh, green light, red light. 45 minutes. You play the there. rope game with the cars passing by. You ever do that? We brushed over that tug of war thing. The rivalry thing stole the tug of war's uh, spunk. But I love that they played tug of war on Tuesday. Got waxed by 30. But they did cut it. Yeah, they did cut it to 34, or else it would have been 40. Post game press con- or post game conversation with the team. Just hey guys, look, Tuesday's tug of war just. I feel like we had it. Yeah, right now we're just we're just on the wrong side of the tug. We got to keep tugging. And today, even in November, you got to keep tugging. The more you tug, the closer you get. And I think that's what Baylor's going to do in practice this week and over the course of the next few weeks. More tug of war. Um, I, I again too. I love that a source sent me that. I was like, hey, they play tug of war Tuesday, and it was true. It was like true. They, like they had to tell you. They were like, <laughs> God, I just I can't stand for this any longer. Drake, uh, they played tug of war. They played tug. It, it, that is the threat level. That is the oh god. Mr. President, there's been a tug of war. There's uh, been a second tug of war at Baylor practice. Coming up, who's dead? Who's alive? Let's close out this show with the witching hour. This is the Drake Toll Show. Recently on the John Moore Show. Max Muncy, uh, Baylor baseball, headed into the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. It means uh, kind of kind of means everything. You know, it's um, Baylor. It's such a special special plate, not only in my heart and my family's hearts. You know, it's a uh, it's where I met my wife, and it's where I learned about becoming a man. And baseball was always the afterthought. And it's uh, it, it's just a place that helped me further who I am. Tune into the Voice of the Bears weekdays from two to three p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Let nothing stand between you and the tree stand with this great offer on the fast, durable Kubota Sidekick. Featuring a gas-powered engine that delivers a top speed of 40 miles per hour, outstanding acceleration and handling with cargo, and a two-year, 1,000-hour warranty. Get the Sidekick now for zero down, 0% APR for 36 months, or save $500. Now through December 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. 
You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgin Ford. And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgin Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgin Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgin Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgin Ford. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's fall clearance sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury Motor Power National Best Sellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice cost. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Santa is coming to town this November the 15th for the Diamori Fine Jewelers Simon G. Trunk Show. Exclusive designer jewelry available from noon to 6 with show specials, interest-free financing, and sparkling cocktails. Help save an animal's life with a portion of the proceeds directly benefiting the Humane Society of Central Texas. Come join the fun Wednesday, November the 15th at Diamori Fine Jewelers Simon G. Trunk Show. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's our superpower. First Central Credit Union pays 5% APY on your checking account. There's no penalty in this game. Get great returns while having complete access to your cash. Get in motion with First Central's reward checking that refunds ATM fees nationwide. Enjoy an automatic savings feature that pays you too. It's a snap to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Eligibility and qualifications apply. APY annual percentage yield. Member NCUA. Back in the Drake Toll Show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You know what that means. Driving in your car today. Sitting in your lawn. I'm in the what, between 150 and 100 of the top 500 songs ever just to on see the, which ones are better than number one. On the roof of the Alco, wherever you're listening from. Thanks for being here. Cameron Stewart across the room. Aaron Sexton produces today. Dropping the beats. A-Punk Vampire Weekend. Stand by me. Great song. Cameron has uh, didn't have notably did not have medicine this morning. Is enamored <laughs> with the top five hundred Rolling I'm Stone in, songs. Man, I'm so over. in. You're locked. Anarchy in the UK, Sex Pistols, pretty good. That'll be the day, which used to be number thirty nine. By Buddy Holly is now one twenty four. Could be higher. Could be higher. You know, used to when I was growing up, I'd listen to uh, Little Rock, and Little Rock they had this radio People station, get ready. sports right. radio station. They'd take one hour a day. An from, hour. Yeah, they take one hour a day from like 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. and only talk about current events, Let it entertainment, be. eat. It was like E! News, but on the radio. This is the song they'd play. 
Uh, as we roll back through and Rob close Bass. up shop here. DJ Easy Rock. I don't care. I could not care Great less. Great song. I absolutely couldn't care less with your top 500 you got over there. Oh, Oh, but it's right behind At Last by Etta James. Which the is a Baylor song women's basketball ate, team got a huge win last night over Utah, putting uh, putting the name of the team back on the map. It's, it was a, hey, look, this team has a an opportunity moving forward to win a national championship, not, not go to a Final lucky. Four because you've beaten a top five team. That That's what that proves early on. A great atmosphere, too. The Big 12 changing its tiebreaker rules in the middle of the year. Insanity. Washington State and Oregon State, they won in court. Kevin Johnson joined us as well. College football playoff scenarios, we, we went through those, and there's some wild ones. Would A&M hire G.J. Kenny? One texter on the CNC Collision text line says, I can't believe it. I agree with Toll. Thank you very much. <laughs> to reevaluate things. Thank you very much. <laughs> get my life you know me. what? I think would be a great <laughs> exercise. I don't know if we can do it on the show or on Twitter or what. I want to know the moment, like individually, yeah. what moment people started hating Drake Toll. <laughs> you know, it's not a collective thing. We each hit that moment, can I go right? First? No. <laughs> Like because obviously you've we've seen it with Baylor Twitter. People come up and they and they burn brightly, but not for very long. You've stood the test of time, Drake, but you're arguably the most hated. Uh yeah. So I just want to know second, where that second most, by the way. Yeah, sec- that's that's fair. Thankfully, someone's second taken a lot hated. of the pressure off. Um, and I just want to know when that moment was. Oh, I stopped listening to him. When he, when, probably the TCU things, wearing Maybe. a TCU jersey. I, but I don't think it was it was really heated before that. Yes. This has been an, I mean, probably since my sophomore year of college. Polarized. When you stole that election? When, uh, what is the, the cowherd promo? You don't have to like me. You I'm all, just right. You all like the underdogs. I like the good teams. I root for winners. Yeah. How's I'm, that working I'm for a, you? I'm a winner. <laughs> Colin Cowherd's terrible. And that's, again, if you watch a game on Fox, you've seen it a billion times. It's all they do is self-promote. They can't sell ads. Fox just self-promotes for their entire football commercials. Please watch this Fox show or this Fox show. What's the animated one they keep pushing? Who knows at this point? They've right. got a new one. Yeah. They've I, got a new game show. They've got a new animated show. The amount of times I've seen the, the masked singer promo. It's like, I don't care. Which you do need to watch in order to understand. I it. don't care. And um, they're still running Family Guy, which is sad. I don't know. It used I, to be such a great show, there was somebody man. out there that was like, oh, that guy, they gave him a... Now, look. I'll, let's Let's put it in this perspective, though. Let's do it. Community. I love a good community. Like Fox, I, dead. No, I go to West, to Lorena, to China Spring. I love those folks. We get along so well, you know? Like that that's a little that's a little biome in which there is no hate. There is no animosity from one another. Yeah, the suburbs love you. But in the Baylor realm, mm. I think it's because I'm so pessimistic about Baylor or that maybe nice Christian school. I don't even know if I'm pessimistic. I'm just kind of a realist. Most of this stuff is like, hey, Baylor. Yeah, sometimes you can get pessimistic, but overall. I mean, I'll I'd... tweet out, you know, Baylor will lose in Austin Novosad, and I'll tweet, Baylor is bad at recruiting. And people are like, oh, this guy's, he's a hater. No, it's just the way things are. You know? I literally said as a part of the, the heading for Locked on Baylor the other day after they were needed to pull away in the last 10 minutes to beat Gardner-Webb by 15, yeah. all I said was, Baylor men's basketball has some work to do. And someone said, three hater. comments, has some work to do? Boy, you are negative. Yeah. Like, okay. Right. All right. That, well, that, Sorry, this, they're going to win the national championship because they beat Gardner. Well, I don't know if it's the nature of the Baylor fan base or every college fan base. Baylor is more sensitive but from Baylor what I've seen. Baylor has some sensitive folks. Where you, I, I, I swear. Oh, it is. It infuriates me. It is not your fault as a fan base in toto when 20,000 people show up to a football game. They're, I don't no. want to go. I don't want to go. I mean, you know, if I was a fan, just had to sit in the stands, and, and why, why would I pay to watch a 30-point beatdown? Uh-uh. But 
that said, still, when I tweet a picture of 20,000 people in the stands, I get, I'm not mad at the fan base, but we have to be honest with ourselves. You know, people that, that comment on that, that this like, is not what it should be. Great support, you know. Great for them. Good to have that many Baylor fans. No. No. Or even last night, talking about the, the student record, the record student attendance. That was a joke. And I tweeted out a picture. I was like, this cannot be right. Baylor hosted UConn. This just UConn. cannot be right. Baylor hosted UConn and sold the and place out. And there were still people like, why question this? Mulkey like, and Ariyama. Oh, come on. Mulkey Ariyama. And sold the arena out, and maybe they just didn't do student tickets for that game. I guess maybe it's the first on record highest student attendance. There were probably a thousand students. I mean, I guess there were four. And, uh, someone had, had tweeted back that there were student tickets that were not in the student section that counted, and I was like, "Well, why would they do that? Right? Why would you do that?" Which, by the way, it concentrate was, it. I think the total scanned last or the the, the attendance now is not even scanned. It was forty four hundred? That's not even that's, scanned. So huh. that's not, half the arena, by the way. Uh huh. Not really sure. Uh, we didn't see. I didn't see that. We I'm went. happy for them. It was a great atmosphere either way. Right, but it even felt for like a f- half full crowd, it was it was loud. It was it was into it. They were making a difference in the game. Tony said it. We're the paragons of positivity. That's a good way to put it. Uh, today on Dead or Alive, you know John. Yeah, and, we to run through. Aaron this. do a really good job of going birthdays. So I said, you know what? What's the anti-birthday? And Aaron takes it seriously. I like it. What can we do? He's like to trying to find the cool out. ones in there. Dead or Alive today. It is. MLB Hall of Famers, yes. dead or Yes, alive. how many you got? How many you got? I've got about 10 of these, 10 of these. Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame baseball player, big dog, Tonio Perez. Tony Perez <gasps> and Antanasio yeah. Perez Regal. If you had asked me this a few months ago, I would have said dead, but he is alive. He is alive. Yeah, he was on Sunday Night Baseball old. 81 for Father's old. Day, and I was like, wow. This guy's got a whole league named after him, Cal Ripken Jr. Come on. Alive. Cal Ripken Jr. is alive. All right. I wouldn't know it from his broadcasting, but he's alive. Let's keep it easy. Let's keep it easy. Tom Seaver. Dead. Tom Seaver is dead. Yeah. This is a bad category for you because I think I'm going to get a lot of these. All right. Carl Yastrzemski. Well, that's easy. That's my dad's favorite player. He's alive. He is alive. He's still blowing off people for autographs and leaving events as early as you can. All right. All right. Mike Schmidt. Dead or alive? Alive. Mike Schmidt is... Alive, 74 years One old today. One of the great underrated players ever. Mike is listening. 150 homers, man. Kirby Puckett, dead or alive? Mm, unfortunately, Glaucoma took him early. That's, he's dead. 10-time All-Star, 6-time Gold Glove, Kirby Puckett is dead. Undrafted, Kirby Puckett. Lost him in 2006. Hall of Famer. How about old uh, Gaylord? Not great, not a great husband. Gaylord Jackson Perry, San Francisco Ooh. Giant. Gaylord Perry. Ooh, this is the first one I haven't known off the bat. Alive? Gaylord Perry would have been 85 today had he uh, not died December 1st, 2022. It's your first one you've gotten wrong. Gaylord uh, Perry. Ruined Gaylord Perry. No longer with us. How about Pee Wee Reese? No way. Pee Wee Reese. There's no way he's still alive. Dead He'd or be alive. like 110. Dead or alive? Dead. Pee Wee Reese is dead. Born From in like 19, 1990. Born in 1918. Died. died in 1999. Pee Wee Reese is quoted as, if I have my career to play over, one thing I'd do differently is swing more. Those 1,200 walks I got? Javi Baez took that. Nobody tonight. remembers them. Nobody remembers them. Stan the man. Sam Musial. He is somewhat recently deceased within the last 10 years. 2013. Died 2013. in 2013. Okay. I, got, I got that. That's within 10 years. How about Joe Morgan? Houston Ooh. Colts, Joe Morgan, Houston Astros. 
the one who lied about being a part of a no-hitter, which I thought is hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, he's alive. He's alive. 2020. No, really? 2020. He would have been 80 years old today. The guy who kind of ruined his reputation by just being a bad analyst. Great yeah. player. How about, One of the all-time great second basemen. How about Eddie Matthews? Eddie Matthews got to be alive. Got to be dead. Eddie Matthews First Sports Illustrated cover, I believe, is, is Eddie dead. Matthews. Eddie Matthews dead. Played for the Boston Braves. Yes, that shows you how old he was, mainly in Milwaukee. But yes, he was on the tail end of the Boston Braves. Last three. Sandy Koufax. Alive and looking good as of a couple years ago. 87 years old, Sandy Koufax, alive. So he might not look good now, but like three years ago, he looked good. Willie Mays. Unbelievably still alive. And thank the good Lord for it. Somehow. 92 years old. May 6, 1931. Still alive. Willie Howard Mays. All right. The best all-around baseball player ever to play. Let's see if I can get you with this one. Best five-tool player ever. Let's see if I can get you with this one. Dead or alive, Jim Catfish Hunter. Ooh. I think he's dead. From Mooresville, North Carolina. 1999. September 9th. I was surprised. I thought it was in my lifetime, but I mean, I guess it is, but barely. Lateral sclerosis took him away. Damn. A little too soon. Jim Catfish Hunter. Hunter. When's the last time that name was said on this radio show? Probably yesterday, Matt. Aaron, yeah, probably. I was thinking about uh, Catfish. Thought about Jim Catfish Hunter. Yogi Berra. That's dead or alive today. I'm throwing one at you. Cameron Stewart wins go. dead or alive. You only got one wrong or two? Two, right? Wildly Joe impressive. Joe Morgan and Gaylord Perry. Wildly impressive. We'll do entertainers next week. Uh, now that you say that, I do remember the Joe Morgan one. Was that you cutting off Aaron? 2020. Yep, I do that. Aaron Sexton runs the board for Aaron. Cameron Stewart. Aaron Is Sexton. Yogi Berra still alive? No, correct. Very recently. Died in 2015. Yeah, recent. yeah. 2015. It's been that long. Yeah, it was my freshman year of college. Yeah. Had a good run. Oh, uh, another great underrated player. This has been. Second best catcher of all time. It always will be. Thanks for making it your lunchtime. Listen every single day. The Drake Toll Show. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. 